Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Munden. For those of you guys who are new here, some quick links to reference are my Patreon, where you could sign up for as little as $1 a month for exclusive podcast episodes. Just Google search Forrest Munden and Patreon, it'll pop right up. Secondly, I have my Instagram, which is Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N underscore Forrest with two R's. Also, you can follow me there. My podcast is available on all platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google, everything. Check it out. Glad to have you here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders podcast. So I'm in my new um, office space setup, and if you guys look on my Instagram story, you'll see it's looking pretty good. I bought a uh, brand new oak desk that I got on sale. I would never buy that brand new. It was like 200 and something dollars brand new, but I got it on sale. I got this new monitor. I got a salt lamp. I'm just trying to set up this space within my house to make it like as nice as possible like i want a place where i can come in and relax and kind of unwind i need a more comfortable chair i'm sitting like this really uncomfortable wooden chair um but it'll get there and i think that it's important for everyone within their house if you can afford to or if you have the space for it or whatever it is to have a sacred spot in your house okay so a creative space a space where you can kind of connect with the muses or your inner self or the gods or whatever you feel like it's for and to kind of have this space where you can just go it has an intention set behind it every time you step into that room you know or space it could literally just be like a corner of your room you know if you're in an apartment or something where you can sit down and you can meditate or you can go into like some type of thoughtful creative trance with writing or you know um, podcasting or whatever it is and I think that modern man has really done himself a disservice by forgetting about this space. You know, it's like Joseph Campbell and others call it a sacred space. But ultimately what it is, it's it's a space within your house that purposefully vibrates at a higher level, at a higher energy level, a uh, more creative or mystic level. And it doesn't have to be so uh, cliche. It doesn't have to be some type of space where you have to like burn sage into it every time 
you know, you go into it, but at least have a space where you can know that when you enter it, you're purposefully um, increasing your consciousness for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be anything special. It could be literally just a cross in the corner of your room where you go and you pray to God, or it could be a desk with a, for example, a podcast mic where you know that every time you sit down, you're going to enter this creative state. I think that man doesn't really have these spaces anymore. And I think that nature used to be that space for us. And I think that that space was everywhere, that sacred space, because what the sacred space actually is, is that it's only an extension of like your higher consciousness within your mind. It's, it's always accessible and you know, the wise can always access it at any point in time. But modern man with our 5g towers and our plastics and our computers and our distractions it really helps to kind of allocate a certain space within your house but um yeah so i got this set up and it's it's feeling really good it's actually everything that i imagined it's crazy because i remember you know i just posted about this too where i was sitting i remember sitting behind a mic for the very first time it was a mic that my dad gave me for my birthday i think it was a Smeal mic. It's really expensive. It's the one that Joe Rogan uses. And I really didn't have any, you know, plan on creating a podcast or anything like that. He just knew whether it's on intuition or maybe I hinted to it. I can't remember that I wanted to get into like content creation or, or, or video editing or something. I don't remember what it is, but he ended up getting me this. And, and then I remember sitting behind the mic for the first time and I had no idea what to say, but I knew at the time I was really inspired and I was starting to reach this point in my life where I was doing a lot of introspection. I was really, really reading for the first time in my life. I'm talking like thorough reading where I was reading just book upon book and I had a lot to say because I was learning a lot. You know, I was alone, so I had a lot of time and it's crazy. I was sitting behind that mic for the first time and I was just thinking about this. And that, that room, it was so dingy and it was like kind of like this extra storage room. And I barely even had a desk. I had this tiny little glass desk and, um, you know, I had this microphone and I remember the blinds, you know, I was renting a pre-furnished home. So I was essentially squatting in someone's home. I felt like the whole time, which was fine. You know, it was, it was great. It worked. And, um, you know, that spare room was just like the floor was damaged and the blinds were all messed up and there was like this old bunk bed in it, but I was really, really inspired and I was really able to channel that energy into like something that really helped me. And um, that was my podcast. You know, the podcast has always been a kind of a um, therapeutic mechanism for myself where I was able to sit down and I was able to hash out my thoughts. I was able to articulate my speech and learn how to talk slowly, how to talk more clearly, how to like argue and make my points. And, you know, I failed in some ways and succeeded in others. But, you know, like I said, I, I always felt like this mechanism was a way to write f notes to my future self. And I wrote in my post, I said, here I am three years later. And it's just crazy to look back at what... <laughs> what your mind is actually capable of when you're really willing to sit down and imagine your future. Now, there's a couple of people where um, they think that if you believe that you're worthy of a future or an item, you know, the secret, they always call it the secret. That's like the way that we, that like modern Americans have kind of compartment, carpent, yeah. I don't know why I can't speak right now. It's so weird because I'm hearing my voice back, but Bear with me. It's been a while since I've been behind a mic, but the secret is mod or ancient wisdom that has been kind of packaged and sold very neatly to you. And ultimately the idea is that if you think about it hard enough, it'll come true no matter what it is. That's not necessarily true. I mean, it's not untrue, but it's, it's not true either. It's not about thinking about something hard enough 
and it'll come true. Like you can think about something all you want, but until you actually start feeling it to be true, it'll never come true. And I think the author is Neil Goddard and he really changed my perspective on this where nothing will ever happen to you unless you feel it to be true. If you feel like you're going to have a true uh, healthy life. If you feel like you're going to have a good wife in the future, if you feel like you're going to have a healthy family, if you feel prosperous and if you feel wealthy, that, those things will all come true because the universe doesn't give a fuck what you think. The universe cares what you feel. What do you feel? That's the way that you communicate with like this astral realm, this external realm or God's you know realm of heaven or no matter what it, no matter which way you look at it, the way you feel towards the world and the universe, that's essentially going to be mirrored back at you. So if I feel very shitty all the time, I feel very sick, I feel very selfish, I feel defensive and I feel a lot of shame, I will see that reflected back at me by people's behaviors, what I get in life, you know, quote, coincidences or whatever people want to call me. I don't really believe in coincidences. But, you know, going back to what I said about being behind the mic for the first time three years ago, I really did feel as if that pro that microphone and you know uh, me writing essays and recording episodes it's not that that would bring me a bunch of wealth even though that has to a certain extent financially supported me thanks to my patrons but rather because me and the act of sitting behind a microphone and me writing essays i was always just writing notes to my future self meaning that i was always feeling as if i was in a better place than where i was and that leads me to my whole point of this episode is when it comes to creative acts, more, more specifically like creating content. I think that you should always come from a place of like genuine interest in whatever it is that you're talking about or doing. So let me just use writing or like podcasting for an example, but more specifically writing essays or writing journaling or, or note taking or whatever it is. I think that you should write for yourself, not because it, not because it doesn't matter what people think about what you write. It, it does and it doesn't to a certain extent. Like people are never going to approve what you do or what you write, but rather you should be writing for yourself because one, it becomes a lot more fun to write about what you're interested in, what you're feeling about, you know, uh, the way that you see the world and not writing because you think that other people will like what you have to say about this. Meaning like if you write only to impress other people or if you create only to impress other people, you'll always come from a place of like sterility and like plastic and, and fake. And, and that might may last for a little while, but at the end of the day, it's like people are going to know that you're being disingenuous and that you're being fraudulent and you'll get sniffed out. And I've kind of noticed this within myself is that I sometimes get so caught up in social media and I get so caught up in podcasting that I end up writing not because I want to write about that thing, but because rather I feel like people want to hear about that. And we do that with tons of things in our lives. It's not just writing. And for me, it's certainly not just writing, but we do certain things in our lives because we feel like other people will be impressed by it. Or we feel like our parents would approve of it if we did this or, you know, our brothers or our sisters or our friend group or our circle. And it's, it's not to say that, you know, your friend group or your, your social peers or your family, you know, they're not right sometimes about what it is you're doing. But I think that it helps to have self-knowledge about yourself and who you are as a person in order to pursue genuine good tasks that are good for your soul. I think each soul has its own calling and each calling has its own soul. Meaning that, you know, it's like not everybody's going to have the same interests in certain things. And I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but, um, I just see a lot of 
people around me, especially on the internet and sometimes within the sphere where I wonder if, and I say you guys as like a broadening term, I start to wonder if you guys are creating content for yourself, like I hope you are, or are you doing it to impress like your Instagram bros? And one of the things that I always said about this community is that I really liked its originality and I really liked its creativity and we still have tons of that. And I'm starting to notice people becoming way too much like the other person. Um, or not like the other person, but rather it's like we all feel like we have to fit this archetype and it gets really boring to look at. And I have fallen into this trap multiple times with my own content and probably other people's too, where I feel like I really wanted to impersonate them, where I feel like at least subconsciously I wanted to create more content like them. And you start to lose interest in what it is that you're doing. And like I said, this isn't just about this sphere. This just isn't about creativity or writing or podcasting or whatever endeavor it is that you're doing. This is life in general. And you start to lose yourself and other people and their personalities and their archetypes and their personas. And especially with the internet, people only see what you, what they want you to see. I only see what sorry, you only see in me what I want you to see. You're just peering into a window of my life. Yeah, I like to think that I'm pretty honest and genuine, but still at the end of the day, it's like it's tailored to have a certain effect on people and myself. So I think that in summary of this episode, and this maybe this is more for myself rather than you guys, but this is the great thing about having a creative platform is that I guess the message to myself and to you guys is Take some time to isolate yourself and really reflect on who you are as a person, what really drives you, what really interests you. And often you can do that by looking at your past and more so your childhood. What What is something that really interested you as a child? Did you really like writing? Did you really like fixing things? Did you really like creating things? Were you very mechanical in nature? Were you very good at like poetry or some type of like, I don't know, like theater type thing, whatever it is that you, if you're feeling like you're stuck, it's, I've often found it best to go back and look at what really drove me as a child. For me, as a child, I really liked fantasy stuff. I really liked Lord of the Rings. I really liked nature. I really liked thinking about like, um, I don't know, like, uh, flying airplanes and stuff like that. And I've I found it so ironic, you know, it's, it's, I've always been most happy in my life when I've pursued those things that made childhood me most happy. It's literally the most ironic thing ever. I, I really liked writing. I really liked reading. Um, I really liked nature. I really liked animals. And I go look back at who, who I am as an adult and it's mind blowing how much that'll affect you. You know, what happens in your childhood really affects you as an adult. And, you know, like I said, I liked all the things and I liked airplanes and helicopters. And now I'm an adult who has a podcast, reads tons of books and writes books or writes articles or passages or essays. I write a lot. And now I'm flying airplanes. And that was like 10 year olds, me, my passion. And that's, and I don't really like that word, but that was like what I really liked to do as a child. So create content, not for those around you, but rather for yourself. And there will be a point in time where you obviously have to create something for other people, but at the end of the day, let it come from a place within your heart that is genuine, that's true. Because like I said, if you're not doing that, and if you're only creating content to impress other people or to get more followers or to get more likes, you're going to get sniffed out eventually. And I think, and I don't want to speak on this too much yet, but Carnivore Aurelius is a really good example of this. So Carnivore Aurelius and this is 
I don't know if this is true yet, but it's looking like it's true. Carnivore Aurelius is a woman ran by a co-host or co-poster who has a physiognomy of like somebody who you wouldn't necessarily call trustful. And I don't know this person, but I'm thinking about doing an episode on it and kind of dissecting more about, you know, dissecting more of what Carnivore Aurelius actually is. And it's, it's hard for me to talk about because it's so weird to me and I don't know all the facts, but um, yeah, Carnivore Aurelius is apparently a woman and ran by also a man who looks like he's probably 130 pounds, 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, and maybe I'm being a little harsh there, but also at the same time, they weren't being very transparent in who they were. So, like I said, that gets sniffed out. You know, you can be hiding behind an anonymous profile and people will eventually sniff out that you're bullshit. So it all comes back to creating content for you and what you stand for. And you know what? You might you might still get heat for what it is that you're saying or doing, but at least you weren't lying to yourself at the end of the day. So anyways, um, patrons, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, early release episode. And for everyone else, please go to Spotify or iTunes. Spotify actually has a way that you can rate episodes now and uh, rate this episode on Spotify and iTunes. And if you're not a part of the patron already, it's a dollar a month, guys. Link in bio. Okay. All right. Have a fantastic uh, Tuesday, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.